0: This week's Parsha Perspective is in honor of the Refua Shalema of Rav Mita ben Shoshana and Rahamale Basara. May they and all those who need experience a complete and speedy recovery. This week's Parsha Perspective is in loving memory of Lea Mincha Basak of Yosef, Edward ben Ephraim, Shlomo ben Edward, and Yerachmiel Daniel ben Gedalia. May the souls be uplifted and may the memories be a blessing. This week's Torah portion is Parsha's Kisavoi, Illuminate Our Path. Our Parsha continues Moshe's final address to the Jewish nation, and he begins by teaching the laws applicable only once the Jewish nation settles in the land of Israel. The first commandment is the mitzvah of Bikurim, bringing the first fruit of each year's harvest to the Bismigdash. This commandment only is for the seven fruits that Israel is known for, wheat, barley, dates, figs, grapes, pomegranates, and olives. Each year, people from across Israel would join the procession of farmers bringing their fruit to the Bishmikdash to God. They would sing, dance, and play musical instruments and accompany the farmers as they perform this special mitzvah. Moshe then reminds the nation of the blessings they will receive for following God's commandments or the opposite, heaven forbid. He points out that we were selected by God to be His nation, and therefore it is incumbent upon us to act like we are God's chosen people. However, a question comes to mind. Before Moshe Rabbeinu proclaimed these blessings and curses on the mountains of grism and evil, he had the nation write the entire Torah on a set of stones. The Pasuk writes, "Uk'safta al ha'avonim," as called divrei HaTorah hazais ba'er-hatev. You shall inscribe every word of this Torah on these stones explained greatly. But what does the words "Be'er explain greatly imply? Why did Moshe include that stipulation when commanding to write the Torah? on these stones. Rashi, Rav Shlomo Yitzchaki, the leading Torah commentary, answers this question with a simple explanation. He quotes the Talmud in Saita, that Be'er Hetev explained greatly implies that the Torah should be written in all seventy languages. Mishra Rabbeinu wanted it to be clear and explicit to the world whom God has chosen to be His people, to be His representatives here on earth. However, the Ranban Rev Moshe ben Nachman, whose birthday was earlier this week on the 12th of Elul, gives a deeper and more profound explanation. He agrees with Rashi's interpretation that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted the Torah written in all 70 languages, but he takes it a step further. He adds that the Torah was not only written in 70 languages, but also included many details about the traditions that Moshe Rabbeinu had instructed the nation. Not only were the texts of the Torah inscribed on these stones, but also the practices that bring the Torah to life. The Ramban explains that even the crowns that scribes write in Torah scrolls today were inscribed on those stones. Because those crowns were not just decorative, they have a significant meaning. They animate the words and ignite our soul. Each unique custom maintains the character of each community and the beauty of our united nation as a whole. And according to the Ramban, this is why Moshe wanted all of this inscribed in stone, because he wanted to cement it for eternity. He wanted to sear it in our memory that our differences do not divide us. Moshe wanted to encode in our DNA that the singularity of our soul is divine and its purpose is distinct in God's plan for our world. And this is why Moshe concludes this mitzvah. With the Pasuk, as soon as you have crossed the Jordan River into the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall set up these large stones. You shall coat them with plaster and inscribe upon them all the words of this Torah so you will be able to inherit and continue to enjoy the land flowing with milk and honey that I have promised your forefathers. This profound lesson is especially relevant as preparations ramp up for Rosh Hashanah in our Day of Judgment. The purpose of Elul is to look inward rather than outward, to define your personal and unique relationship with our King, with our Father in Heaven. In our daily life and throughout our lifetime, we will ask ourselves an important question. What is our purpose? What is our mission? How do we contribute to the refinement of this physical world? How does our individual story intertwine with the greater narrative of life? And asking ourselves these questions and going through this experience of profound introspection can be extremely overwhelming and even unsettling. It can feel like everything is meaningless and meaningful at the exact same time. And this highlights the complexity of our journey in decoding our purpose within this vast universe. But Moshe Rabbeinu's response to this crucial and vital question is to look at the essence of ourselves. What unique and singular light do we possess that the world so desperately needs? What perspective, understanding, or vision do we have to enlighten the world and bring about the ultimate redemption with the coming of Mashiach? There is a powerful quote that I once read. Define your role by the legacy you build, not by the limitations others perceive. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos.